Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top-rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt, with this week's Daily Market Update. Welcome to episode 12 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On the show today, OKC Home and Garden Magazine, one of the only free magazines passed throughout Oklahoma City regarding real estate. You can find this at the uh, local uh, restaurants and some of the uh, grocery stores around town. They'll be in the little cart racks in the front. We'll talk with her about that project later on the show. Today... Lots of storms coming through Oklahoma uh, to the point where actually we are we have no internet. I'm surprised we even have power. So today's show is old school. We're doing paper, so I'm reading paper. <laughs> so we're gonna mumble through it, but we've got some good stuff to talk about. Want to dump in or dive in to the market today? Oh. Gotta gotta say our legalities. Uh, license number one seven four two nine zero. I'm Landon Witt with Metro First Realty, brokered by Metro First Realty. If I look at the last seven days, I'm looking at eighteen days median on market, with a list price of ninety seven point seven seven square foot our list price per square foot with a sold price of ninety seven point twenty seven um, that's uh, a slight correction from uh, the week before last and let's see last week seven day ninety four point four six to ninety two point six four. So we're definitely going the right direction. Um, again, last week, though, was the end of the month. So we saw a lot higher volume of transactions closed, 245. This week, starting off August, 147 total sold homes within the 10 square mile. That um, comes up with the median price of 152 497. And again, these metrics are not including REOs or short sales. I've taken that out on purpose because I don't want that skewing our numbers. Um, and that was actually by request by several of you guys uh, to, to not have the REOs in our numbers. So we have a whole separate category for REOs. So if you're listening and you're thinking of buying a real estate owned by the bank uh, something that you can flip or, or fix up and live in. Last week, there was six within 10 square miles of Oklahoma City that sold. List price $40, or list price per square foot, $40.57 a square foot, uh, sold at 36.92. That's important because that was an 8.9% discount off of the list price in that median range. Um, and folks, most of these 
REOs were on the market for less than 30 days. I'm seeing 27, 22, 7 days, 19 days. Now, last week, or this week, this, this past seven days, there was, again, six REO listings and short sales sold with a price reduction of 4.9%, okay? 4.9% to all the way up to 9% is about what we're seeing on average here. So if you think that you're going to go in and ask for a 20% reduction in price on an REO. Um, folks, these realtors are listing these REOs now, and the banks have some super high expectations. With this market being as hot as it is, um, REOs are flying off the shelf with a lot of demand. So again, that 5%. So what does that look like, right? That looks like if a listing comes on the market at 60000 5% is roughly what? 4000 3000 $3,000 off? Whereas that 9% or that 10% highest mark is another 6,000, or our total 6,000. So $60,000 on the market, 54,000 is your bid price and, and hopefully your winning price. Uh, but each situation obviously grade differently. Make sure you're doing your numbers on that. Um, I want to get into the um, homes for the week. Got a couple here uh, in the under 500K. Normally I do something a little closer to that 500 mark, but this one caught my eye at 255. It's on the northeast side in Lincoln Terrace, um, actually right next to a project um, that Carlos Splangard was working on that just went under contract or, or, or brokering. Um, 419 Northeast 14th Street. This is just a hop, skip, and a jump from the capital of this great state, and if you if you look, it's like a 1920s subdivision, um, so it's a lot of historic flair. This one has a lot, lot, lot of character with a totally remixed, renovated kitchen, uh, open concept, the kind where you've got the island that has become the bar, the bar island and kitchen all in one. So it's a really big island space. Um, that one's on the market again at 255. Pretty cool. I think it's 2,100 square feet, something in there. That's MLS number 830752. Great opportunity to be able to ride your bike to local entertainment. Good stuff. Under 250K, not too far off on the price mark here. Coming in at 230,000, well, 231 for all practical purposes, 23900. Address on that is 2605 Northwest 30th. It's on 30th, which if you're here, you know 30th is a busy street. However, I personally have sold three different homes at, one of them at a record-breaking price, um, on that street. Um, so there's been a sense of revival. This is right between the Venice and, and Cleveland neighborhoods. So like there's that street corner there that really looks good. Uh, and then Cleveland High School is right there. Um, this one has the rounded uh, corners of the wall, the bull nose, as some people call that, where they put that fiberglass insert where the wall corner meets and kind of round it off, giving that home and kind of an adobe type of feel to it, kind of has a Santa Fe look in the windows. Uh, really cool uh, feature. And some of the picture windows that they put in that home are really neat. I want you to check out what he's done with the open space of the, again, this is another home that has the the big island concept that that is the central focus point of the kitchen 
which in this particular house, the kitchen really is the house. Uh, the kitchen is part of that whole downstairs space. Now you lose the garage to get that. Um, and he's actually done a, a, a hilarious uh, mock-up of a fake garage uh, to give you the look uh, of a normal house. But then when you get inside, you, you quickly realize there is no garage. Um, so funny stuff. Um, that also brings up another point too. So when you're flipping or renovating or looking at homes or going around, practicality super super important so when we are getting into design when we're getting into shopping and we really get into our desires and that kind of thing we want to make sure at all times that we're also checking those boxes of needs okay the practicality of your life needing a garage needing driveway space needing a yard for the dog needing an area to eat breakfast in needing an area for that new baby all those things will supersede and should supersede that passionate desire for that new remodeled look. If you don't have those needs and you're just going for the passion, it doesn't always work out. Now, in some cases it does. You give up the yard to get a fantastic a party space on the inside. I've seen that happen before, but as we're going through this, make sure we always read the market, not just in numbers, not just in figures, but actually looking at, okay, what's the livability of that house? So, all right, moving on to the news section, we got some stuff to talk about here. Brewing companies keep coming by the droves to Oklahoma City, another $5 million contract coming from Rough Tail Brewing Company. They just announced their forever home at approximately 22 West Memorial Road in North Oklahoma City. The building will total 20,000 square feet and occupy the northern half of the 5.5 acre property. The newly constructed facility will house 12,750 square foot of production beer making space, featuring 30 foot clear ceilings and a brand new 30 BBL Canadian built DME brew house. For you brewers, you're probably like, Ooh. The upgraded space and equipment will allow Ruftel Brewing Company to initially double their brewing capacity, and the remaining 8,000 square feet will feature a combination of part of part uh, tavern and office space. The main room in the tap house will feature an open air concept and provide views of the production floor while enjoying these lovely beverages. Why now do you double production, right? Well, if you're not from Oklahoma, you may not realize that we have been behind on our liquor laws. 3.0% and below has been the standard for forever around here. If you go into a grocery store and you try to buy a regular beer, you're going to get limited with that 3% alcohol by volume. Well, Rough Tail has like four or five different main flagship beers, and I think like 75% of them are over 3%. So they've really just been able to dis distribute through liquor stores and through, you know, other, you know, using Oklahoma City as kind of a launch point, you know, to use the interstates and stuff to distribute uh, up to 6% now. I think 6% or over 6%, something like that. To allow to allow us, to, you know, no more cap. I think is the I think is the rule there. So October, I may be wrong. Send me emails if I'm wrong. October 1st though, 
the cap is lifted on 3%. So, makes good business sense, right? If you have a brewery that manufactures high, high alcohol content uh, products that you would do, um, you would invest in a facility. I want to talk next about Bird. Folks, you've, we've all ridden a scooter at some point in our lives, whether it was powered or not powered or whatever. Scooters are fun. They're, they're, they're a good time. Uh, this company, okay, there was a company called Lime, and they uh, had these docking stations for these electric scooters, right? And their whole purpose is to promote using alternative methods to get to and from work, not to use the petrol-powered uh, cars and buses and trains and this kind of thing, but to use um, an electric vehicle or a more earth-friendly vehicle. The problem with these in the past, when you create a uh, an, an electric vehicle or, or some type of vehicle in a city that, that people can check out and rent in this thing, um, or even at an airport where they, there's the smart carts, you have to have a docking station, right? An area where that thing can recharge and and be locked up and, and people can pay for. Well, with a docking station comes regulation because a docking station is now a fixed object. And what do we know about fixed objects, right? They become real estate. And now there's all these permits and all these things associated with it. So Lime, uh, who uses a docking station has been uh, working via email and correspondence with Oklahoma City to try to get these permits and try to get a system in place. And in the meantime, a company called Bird has gone under the radar and just created a product that doesn't need a dock. And so therefore, they just dropped off last week, I don't know how many, enough to, to cause a scene, dropped off all these scooters around town and just said, you know what, we'll, we'll deal with the consequences later and pioneered the first electric scooter rental program in Oklahoma City without government per permission. Folks, this is big, man. When these companies, these entrepreneurs, I think his name is Travis. Is your name Travis? Travis, Travis, the CEO of Bird Electric Scooters. This is an approach that I feel is electrifying and here's why because they're launching a product onto the market and allowing the market to decide if this thing's going to succeed right because folks are going to get on this idea they're going to say this is cool the folks are going to use it and they they're smart enough to know well now we don't have a dock for it so really what are you regulating you're regulating people leaving this scooter in a random place in town when they're done with it well, how do you track that? How do you regulate that? Well, it's really, really difficult to regulate. So when it's really, really difficult to regulate, right, you can kind of do what you want. So this, this trend coming on where people are using the market to dictate the rules by using smart ideas, smart ideas to bypass legalities and regulation Oh my gosh, I know we deal with that all of the time in real estate. It almost feels like uh, the regulatory commissions are, um, are, are it, it's just a, <laughs> an obstacle at every turn. But you know what? Um, we come up with ideas, we come up with things, so that's how we get past it. But anyways, just wanted to bring that up. If you're interested in checking out more on that, Bird, B-I-R-D, you can just Google Bird Electric Scooters. There's plenty of articles on that. On their website, actually, they commit 
to doing three things, which makes that possible. One, they're taking the scooters each night and they're 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 pulling them off the streets um, and redistributing them where they need to be for the next day to ensure that these things aren't just left in random places. So there is staff participating. There's also these things called chargers, um, which is a, yes, it's a charger for the thing, but it's also the position that the company um, has where they pay, they pay these local independent contractors to have chargers in their house, go out, grab these scooters, charge them in their house overnight, and then redeploy those things the next day. So that's an important element to keeping this system running and up and going. But if you want to check it out, just head downtown and you will look and you'll find these bird scooters and they're about a dollar to get started. You use your smartphone app to unlock it and turn it on and go from there. But anyways, on to the guest for today's show, OKC Home and Garden Magazine. Folks, I don't know if Prince dead or not, but I like having people on this show that work hard in our town. Entrepreneurship and hard work gets rewarded. And this lady has been delivering these magazines, I think 3,000 of them she delivers um, on her monthly, or I think it's, yeah, monthly, a monthly magazine broadcast. And she's talking about going up to 5,000 uh, magazines delivered. And that's a lot of work from production all the way through getting it in your hands. So if you're heading into a grocery store in the near future or Jimmy's Egg or any of the other retailers that are offering this magazine, pick up a copy, take a look. Hardworking Oklahoma City uh, person here, entrepreneurial. Want to invite her on the show. Shia, thank you so much. Uh, Listen to this interview. Okay, Shia, welcome to the show today. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to have you here at the offices. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Landon. So you got an exciting project that's coming up on a one-year anniversary. Um, tell me, what, what do you got going on here? I am the publisher of Oklahoma City Home and Garden Magazine. Um, we are a new free publication. Uh, We launched last September of 2017, and what we do is we feature local businesses, um, services, and products for your home. Um, Also, some things you may need outside the home. So we just kind of want to be a resource that's relevant and relatable to homeowners and Oklahomans alike. So from what I see, it's, it's almost like the articles are like a, uh, a blog that you can hold in your hand. Is that a good description of what your magazine is? Yes, it is. Tell me a little bit about how this has come about. I mean, did you just one day decide I'm going to create a magazine for Oklahoma City? I mean, how did, this, how did you get this idea? Well, with a background in real estate, um, I got into real estate when the business was not so um, digital and we had to advertise in print publications. Um, I found out how much it was to advertise, honestly, and it just kind of gave me a different aspect. And I thought about, you know, providing a publication um, that was much more affordable than what was out there um, and give agents like myself, you know, uh, new in the business, a platform to advertise that was affordable. So that's kind of how that all was created. Um, and I initially was with a franchise um, that publishes these local digest for communities. You, you um, purchase a title and kind of like the wedding ideas or kids directories. Um, and I know that we didn't have anything specifically for home and garden 
that was, you know, not listing based. So we have homes and land and we had the real estate book that had um, that was still in business when I first um, sought this opportunity. But eventually, by the time I did publish my magazine, of course, the real estate book is gone. Um, and mm. so um, here we are. So what would you say your target audience is for this magazine? Um, I would say men and women, um, anywhere from 21 to even probably as old as 70. I mean, people that are active, um, homeowners, even renters, you know, they enhance their properties that they live in oftentimes. So um, homeowners specifically is what we're targeting, but pretty much. Kind of a do-it-yourselfer mindset or maybe someone that's maybe thinking of getting into DIY or just kind of looking for light. We have some things that, you know, um, suggest DIY, but that's a portion of the book. We really just want to be a catch-all for the homeowner. You know, if they want to hire, you know, a tile guy, we have them in there, Um, Mm. or an electrician if they need a plumber. So um, we will have those features because, obviously, we want to increase the readership and give people a reason to hold on to that book. Uh, to keep it around the house, uh, to keep it in their their kitchen drawers, you know, with the recipes. um, And we have the event calendar. So that's where our features come in, you know, just giving them something to read while they browse through and and maybe come upon a a contractor that they may need. Hmm, That's good stuff. What would you say is the hardest part of the magazine? And then maybe tell me what the easiest or the most fun part is for you. The fun part is um, when I actually see people picking it up and reading it. And and I'm in charge of my own distro. So each each issue, I'm still delivering the magazines to most of the stops myself. And when I go in there and I see that rack empty because (laughs) everyone's been picking it up, you know, that's a pretty fun experience. Yeah, That is cool. Because I'm real hands-on now. First, um, when we came out I wasn't as hands-on with the content and the layout and earlier this year in February I took more control over um, the creativity of the book the look the layout and, and the features that are in there so are you writing some of these articles I mean is that I your actually voice am right now excellent I was gonna say because the, the last blog I really felt like wow I mean that, that was definitely coming from a realtor voice so yeah yeah that's yeah. good stuff um, so so then you do some of the designing as far as the layout of the photos and all that or I actually that... have a graphic designer uh, Daryl Hillier he is my designer so mm. I just kind of tell him what I want and he creates that vision and print so that's excellent that's excellent so tough parts I mean what's 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 it like the, to create a magazine I mean it's pretty daunting um first off I mean you have to of course create a prototype um to actually sell and, and get people uh, in the book um that has been the hardest part you know there's people you know although I've been in this business for a while when you go to a whole nother industry well I've not been a publisher of a magazine before so it's still I'm in a I'm a rookie in this so I'm um, just getting people to you know trust the the realization that print isn't dead too um that's that's a challenge you know because that is one of the main objections that i hear you know print mm. you know how oh, from advertisers sure yeah from sure. advertisers sure they so. want to do a digital ad or something well cool um anything that uh, the readers might want to know about the magazine that maybe we haven't covered yet 
I don't think so, other than to just like us on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram, follow us. Um, What's your Instagram you name? Know, yeah, we how are can they find uh, you? at OKCHGM, which is the acronym for Oklahoma City Home and Garden Magazine. Um, we are going to have a contest. We will be out at the Oklahoma City Renovation and Landscaping Show. It's in a couple of weeks. It actually starts August 17th, and it runs through August 19th at Cox Convention Center. But we'll be out there at our booth, and we will be giving away tickets pretty soon. So look for the contest on our social media. So gotcha. It will start And that's going to be on Instagram as well as Facebook? Yes. Or, okay, guys, you hear that. So the Renovation and Landscaping Show coming to the Cox Convention Center August 17th, 18th, and 19th. You can get admission-free tickets by entering to win on the, the Oklahoma City Home and Garden Instagram as well as Facebook. So log on there, like, follow her posts, some good stuff coming in. Remember, stay local. Uh, that's what all this is about. Well, Shia, thank you so much for interviewing on this. I really thank appreciate you. that. I like to support local businesses, so this is wonderful. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me so much. I appreciate it. That concludes Episode 12 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. If you'd like to reach out, ask us questions or comment or burn me for something I said wrong in this episode, email me at Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N at O-K-C-R-E-A-L dot com. That's Landon at O-K-C-R-E-A-L dot com. Please click subscribe, leave comments, leave reviews. We love having your comments on the show. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. If it's morning, evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon. See you next week.